Welcome to Dream It Real, a podcast for those who dream. Brought to you by Coach. I'm your host, Heaven Nagatu. Each week, we're talking to inspiring guests about how they're making their dreams a reality. Dreams for themselves, their communities, and the world. Coach and I have been collaborating on this as a part of their Dream It Real initiative, all about supporting the next generation and their dreams for the future. So to discuss creativity, who better than someone who literally has creative in their title? That's right. We have Coach's very own executive creative director, Stuart Vivers, on the podcast this week. Fashion is about doing something new, having a a, a unique point of view. I think it's not about pleasing everyone. It's about standing up for what you believe in. Mm. I think there's a real power in that. So Stuart Vivers has been the creative director at Coach for five years now, bringing a unique spirit to the brand that's been celebrated by both press and customers around the world. So in his work, he's collaborated with a lot of people from the Rodarte sisters to Mickey Mouse to Selena Gomez. I feel like that's a wide cultural spectrum. Um, And I'm very curious to hear more about his influences and how he approaches those collaborations. I'm excited to share the conversation with you all. Take a listen. Welcome, Stuart, to Dream It Real. Thank you very much. So this whole episode is about creativity, and I want to ask you point blank. How do you define creativity? Creativity is dreaming, using your imagination to create something new in your head that then can become reality. But it, it's it's really about dreaming. Yeah. Yes, and allowing yourself to dream. And I think it's also... You've, to allow yourself to dream, you've got to play. You've got to mm. play in your mind, you know, in your day-to-day life. I think if you can introduce joy and play, to me, that's how I spark creativity. Mm. You know, like doing, like come up with the most crazy ideas, whether they're, they seem incredibly ambitious or impossible you know like that that process of just throwing things out there mm. it, it's when you can just catch something that actually you can achieve or you can create but I think you've gotta you've gotta go there I think to to get those ideas yeah to tap into that creativity mm-hmm. when's the last time you allowed yourself to like play like that I do it every day <laughs> I do it every day because I think I really challenge myself when I'm working with my team, when I'm working with people. Listen, mm-hmm. hear people's ideas. Don't, don't, you know, you never know where that next big idea is going to come from. So encourage it. Like, mm-hmm. don't be too practical. Don't go straight into the, oh, well, you, yeah, like, just <laughs> let it, let it happen, mm-hmm. you know. Can you think of any examples like that? I, yeah. Um, so, we have a, ma- a mascot at Coach. Um, oh, is it Rexy the Rexy, dinosaur? Rexy, I love the dinosaur Rexy. Is, has become the mascot for, for the new coach. And people all around the world love her. I travel to China, to Japan, and people talk to me about Rexy. It's like amazing. <laughs> I love but that. I, I remember the moment when Rexy happened mm. and I was working with some of the team and we were playing. We were playing with different images. We were, it, we, we were playing with ideas for a sweater and somehow we landed on the idea of this kind of, this dinosaur, this T-Rex who was 
kind of ferocious but cute. Um, <laughs> oh, and, I love Rexy. <laughs> and it was one sweater and one fashion show. And since then, like, you know, it's she's become uh, <laughs> An a, icon. A, a phenomenon. And, you know, if we hadn't been playing and open in that moment, mm. Rexy wouldn't have. You know, it is, come yeah, to life. it's a bold call to be like, let's put a T-Rex yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a sweater. <laughs> yeah, and it was for our very first fashion show. And, That's amazing. You know, people responded immediately. You're right. People, <laughs> it is a conversational item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's outrageous how much I enjoy the, di- the dinosaur in yeah. my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the job of being creative director of a big brand is like a huge task. But I want to get into your background first. So like, okay. that, I want to start there and then we're going to work okay. towards what you do at Coach. So you grew up in South Yorkshire? Yeah, yeah. I was born in South Doncaster, South Yorkshire. That sounds fake. It's, 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 Doncaster. It's, <laughs> it's real. It's really real. Um, and then um, my parents are from Carlisle, Cumbria. So we, we moved there. So they're, they're both in the, both cities are in mm. the north of England. So how yeah. did that influence the way you see the world? It's very different from New York. It's very different from New York. Um, I mean, I grew up in a, 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 a normal working class family. I didn't know, I didn't know that uh, the fashion industry existed. This mm. was... How did you find out? I I found out really from going out clubbing. Ooh, I started tell to me go more. out clubbing, <laughs> and and I was I was I'm tall, so I could get into nightclubs at quite a young age. <laughs> nice. I was fourteen, fifteen. I started going out, and. It was really the idea of dressing up. It was when I started to, you know, look at magazines and, you know, that's when I started to um, to learn about designers and that that. So it was it was was from clubbing. What were people wearing at that time? Um, I remember one of my favorite looks was an all white uh, look, Ooh. white hoodie, white jeans. Clubbing in an um, all white look. <laughs> yeah, I also used to um, um, make some pieces. In oh, fact, my my delightful. grandmother, she was always uh, creative, working with a sewing machine, making things. Um, she used to help me make my clubbing outfits. What yeah, your grandma uh-huh. did? Yeah, she mm-hmm. supported this habit. Uh, she, yeah, she she was. <laughs> She was very encouraging. That's yeah. She was a, a kind of a naughty grandmother <laughs> in a I good way. I that BBC series, yeah. <laughs> The Naughty Grandmother. <laughs> um, so at 18, you moved to London to study fashion at the yeah. University of Westminster. Um, how did fashion school in the city change your perspective or how did that affect you? What was that like? What was that I like? mean, it was so transformative because, you know, growing up in these smaller cities, um, suddenly there was so much to see and so much to learn and new people to meet and it was just it, it i mean it was amazing and when you're you're still young when you're still that age it's just i mean i i i tried to initially i just tried to do too much i was working in a bar five nights a week classic, to kind of support classic. myself yes. <laughs> but then going out and of trying course, to fit all my life. schoolwork so it was yeah, probably the first year I I definitely I tried to do too much, mm. um, but um, yeah, it was just I mean it was it was so exciting and and studying something that that you know that I really loved and that I had had up until fairly recently just hadn't been on on my radar as something that I could possibly consider doing as a mm. career that was 
Yeah, amazing. What is it like to to study fashion? Because I feel like this mm-hmm. is a thing a lot of people have interest in, and yeah. maybe they feel like they need an education to get into it, or yeah. other people feel like they can be a little more self taught. Yeah. What was that journey like for you? I I knew that I needed some structure. I knew I needed. I, I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn how to make clothes, pattern cutting. I, you know, I wanted that teaching. Mm. Um, so that's why I chose the college I I went to was because it had a a good balance between freedom uh, to to express your creativity, but but also enough structure that I I felt like I was really learning. Mm. Would you mm. recommend that path for someone who's interested in doing? I think everyone has to find their own path. I think um, it's you know it, I have friends who didn't go to college or dropped out of college, and I have friends who you know went to different colleges. I think it's it's for for me it was right to go you know to study, um, but I think it's I think there are, there are lots of different paths. Yeah. Um, so after you graduated, you moved straight to New York at 23. Yeah. yeah. Bold moves. Uh-huh. <laughs> what drew you to the city? Uh, did you feel like you just had to be there? There was definitely something really interesting happening in New York at the time. I, I, I was really just seeing it through magazines or TV. Um, but it, it had become during my final year kind of my my ambition was mm. to go to New York. I'd never. What was act- happening in New York? What what drew you so much to it? You know, there was you know Helmut Lang had just started showing in New York. I think around that time, um, it was probably also the a time in fashion that was suited to American style. I mean, the 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 story of how I ended up in in New York is 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 interesting because I think that's where my ambition kicked in because I think creativity. It is so important uh, as a designer, but it's also you've got to take action. You've got, you know, dreaming and creativity without action, you know, it remains a dream. And and actually, a, f- a friend of mine was interviewing for for Calvin Klein mm. and she I, I persuaded her somehow to tell me where the interview was taking place. <laughs> Uh, and I just turned up and knocked on the door. I and, love this. <laughs> Bold. And, yeah. And it's one of the reasons she ended up offering me a job. Mm. Um, and so um, that's how I ended spunk. up in New York. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, since then, you've. I'm going to list a few of the, the <laughs> casual brands that you have worked with. No, the major brands like Louis Vuitton, Givenchy. Uh, Bottega Veneta. I can never say this one. Bottega Veneta. Veneta. <laughs> Veneta. Mulberry Lou. Louève. Louève. Nope. <laughs> I thought. Um, and then that's before you became Coach's creative director yeah. five years ago. Mm-hmm. That's quite. That's quite a path. Yeah. No, I've been very fortunate. I think that it had definitely has something to do with my background. I always feel I have something to prove, mm. and you know. It's that that feeling has never left me. Um, I think being very open minded to, you know, I've I've lived in a lot of different countries, you know, the UK, France, Spain, Italy and and now the US. And I think I've I've always taken a, a chance and and, you know, when I've had these opportunities, I've just I've just I've. You know, I've moved my whole life to 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 be able to work with yeah. these amazing companies because you know this is my passion, and it, I I I have sacrificed other things to 
to you know for my for my work totally yeah, yeah. uh what are talk to me a little bit more about your design style what are mm-hmm. some design principles you live by how do you think about these things um i think it's always changing it's always evolving but there's a the idea of what cool means and what cool has meant over the years is something mm. that really fascinates me um youth culture today uh and in the past it's it's a real fascination for yeah. me um and so that that's a, a recurring inspiration mm. and and i i say um about you know when co- uh, someone has a, a coach piece when they put a jacket on i want them just to instantly feel just a bit cooler mm. and that's kind of one of my the, the things that inspires me what was what was cool when you were growing up i think i mean obviously cool is a word that it's open to interpretation yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool to you. yeah but <laughs> to me it's um a certain rebelliousness yeah, um yeah. i think it's about you know not trying too hard you know like having a certain effortlessness mm. in 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 your style and in, in in your behavior i think that's for me what what cool yeah means. i love that music and countercultures play an important role in mm. uh, what inspires your work and your collections yeah what is your go-to song go to music in your life um how does how does that play a role in your work i love pop music i've always loved pop music i i love pop music i love pop culture it's always changing, but I've been having a real revival of the Smiths recently. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> which I guess you might not define as pop music, but it's. I yeah. mean, yeah, I feel like it's yeah. popular. Yeah, that's pop. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> that's fun. Um, I feel like fashion is pretty misunderstood world, uh, probably because there's a million movies about it, and they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it's like Sex in the City or something is like everyone's reference point, maybe. Yeah. Um, what's something you think people misunderstand about fashion or something you've seen in movies and you're like, that's not accurate? <laughs> I think it's that it's often perceived as a very superficial world. Mm. Um, my experience of it is 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 very different. You know, I have very deep friendships with, you know, people who I've met through work and it can often be a very friendly and supportive industry. And um, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's often su- perceived as, mm. as m- more superficial. It's also, um, it's, you know, like, this is my passion. It's a lot of people's passion. Mm. And it, it's not only mine, it's it's the people who I work with who make um, the clothes or the bags. You know, there's a lot of skill and love in in how things are created um and i think sometimes people forget that Mm. you know like i love going to visit factories and work with the people hands-on who are making product and this is a lot of people's love it's their passion it's their the the thing they you know have spent years training Mm. to do and it's yeah yeah, I do sometimes, especially in the design, like when you're thinking about designers, you may not think about the entire team that mm-hmm. like goes into yes. making every single detail of the like the piece that you love. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like that's also true of podcasting. People forget there are other people at work. And, yeah, I um, certainly I certainly don't do this alone. I work with incredibly talented people who the interactions that we have, the conversations, you know, sometimes the design process is just playing. It's like getting together and 
dreaming of what what's possible. Mm. Do you ever get overwhelmed by maybe like so coach for example has mm-hmm. a 76 year history. Yeah. Do you do you get overwhelmed when you're stepping into some like taking on a project where you're stepping into history? <laughs> um I mean there's definitely a certain amount of pressure but I also think that's good. You know, it it gives you drive, it mm. gets you up in the morning, you know. Pressure. Yeah. Um but at the end of the day, you know, it's I do what I do and I I truly love what I do. Um and and I think it's just about doing your best and being collaborative and 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 hopefully that's going to come through. So I want to talk a little bit about your time at Coach specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last five years, you've been celebrated for uh, an American spirit that you uniquely bring to the brand. Um, I feel like I, I have some ref- reference points for like Americana, but mm-hmm. I want to know what you're thinking and mm-hmm. how you imagine those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, when I um, when I first joined Coach, what excited me most was I I was feeling this really this uh, a real shift in in the fashion world, like you know the way people are dressing today um, was it, it was changing dramatically, much more casual, much mm. more relaxed, and I thought what an amazing opportunity to be at an authentic American house with this great heritage and being able to reference those those you know icons of american style mm. the white t-shirt mm-hmm. the sneaker the mm-hmm. hoodie the denim uh being able to reference these uh these pieces mm-hmm. these like quintessential right. american uh, uh clothing archetypes from an american house just had a lot of it just felt right it had a lot of appeal to me you know uh, Coach is a down to earth real house you mm-hmm. know it's it's america's house of leather um and there's something about that down-to-earth quality that i i really love i think it really sets coach apart um and i think it means we can be less formal we can be warm or we can be friendly um and i think uh, that's that's one of the things that i really love about coach Mm. um how do you take a creative vision and apply it to such a big brand there's already so much happening here um I've been given a lot of freedom. You know, I've been given, you know, when I when I first arrived at Coach, um, there was a real desire for change. And that's what really excited me. Mm. That's what really drew me to the role. Um and I was given the freedom and support to, to do that. Um and you know, we were really bold. We we changed a lot and we did a lot of things differently. And I think you know that's one of the things i love about fashion it's always changing it's always moving it i think at its best it should reflect the times we live in mm. can you tell me a little more about what you've changed i mean the probably the biggest thing um i mean we've changed you know the aesthetic direction of the house the we've created a real identity for our guy and girl um but the, the main way we did that was by introducing uh, clothing. Um, so when I joined, we started to show at New York Fashion Week, which mm. was the first time Coach had ever done that. Mm. And um, what was that like? It's, I mean, super exciting. Mm. I mean, very nerve wracking. You know, before presenting that very first collection, which was you know eighteen looks. You know, I, I, we pulled it together in a very short time. I didn't know what people were going to think because mm. I think 
introducing ready to wear for the first time you know it's it can be a challenge you know like it's there's not something has there isn't something that you're referencing from the past it's a brand new mm, um idea yeah. um but in many ways that blank slate gave me the opportunity to really to dream and to try something totally new but you know after that first presentation with its just 18 lux like the response was so strong and people just were like great this looks like coach this looks like coach clothing this looks like the coach girl mm. and um it gave me it gave me and also uh, the company itself encouragement to you know push things further and be confident i've been watching a lot of project runways so uh-huh. i feel like i know <laughs> a tiny smidge of what your your day is like when you're like <laughs> trying to make ready to wear mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to make 18 pieces <laughs> <laughs> well 18 locks yeah a few uh but uh, i mean yeah, in that's um you know a, a fashion show is is usually more like 40 to oh, 80 wow. locks so this was very small in comparison yeah mm-hmm. yeah i thought i knew it from watching <laughs> one season project <laughs> runway yeah, um, I'm curious. You brought a lot of collaborations into Coach, mm. into how Coach creates. Um, you've collaborated with everyone from the Rodarte yeah, sisters uh-huh. to Mickey Mouse to Laura. Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, why is collaboration important to you? How do you how do you approach those collaborations? Um, I worked with Mark Jacobs at Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, he had created some in- incredible collaborations. And I think that training was definitely, you know, it stuck in my head because I think what at its best collaboration does is it it really stretches your 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 boundaries. It pushes your boundaries. It, it forces you to see things in a different way, to see someone else's point of view, mm. someone else's aesthetic. And and I think that's healthy for, you know, it creates a, it's a, about creating attention. I also think when it works, that tension, it can be really surprising. Mm. You know, p- some of the collaborations you mentioned, people weren't expecting them. They didn't see Coach and they they didn't imagine Coach and Rodarte together, Coach and Disney. And I think, um, or Coach and Keith Haring, these are things that like, it's it's surprising. It's, you know, but but creatively, what I love about it is that I get to learn. I get to try new things. I get to push my own boundaries. I, I've learned a lot from the people I've collaborated with. I know you're working with Michael B. Jordan, the first ever face of Coach Men's. What's that collaboration been like? What do you When you have a Michael B. Jordan in your corner, <laughs> <laughs> like you can't go wrong, but also how do you approach that? I think the great thing with Michael is that we've gotten to know each other over a few years. Um uh, what's it like designing for him oh it's a, it's amazing it's it's he's what's great about michael he's got a very strong point of view but it's also he's really using this experience to learn like he's asks a lot of questions he wants to understand the process more mm. and that's you know that's that's great to be around. Um, we had him on the podcast. He was a great listener. Yeah. He did ask follow-up questions. <laughs> really? Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. So I know through Coach Create, you're now also inviting customers to collaborate. Mm-hmm. What's it been like to see customers able to interact with the design process in that way? I feel like that's very rare. Yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> um, I, I often search that hashtag. Um, <laughs> it's, it's about expression, right? It's about... Um, choosing a color you love. Fashion is about bringing joy and making 
people feel good. So if you've been part of the process and you create something that that's unique, um, that's really special to you, I think it it makes you know that piece just all the more special, mm. all the more yeah. I want to meditate a little on what you think about in terms of creativity, where you're getting inspiration. Mm -hmm. What is it like a typical New York is such a great city to find yeah. inspiration. What's like a typical Sunday for you? Where are you pulling from in, in your world today? Um, I mean, honestly, the the most important inspiration for me is the people who I work with, the people who I can have those conversations with where we can challenge each other because that multiple people coming together whether it's just two of you or a small group like throwing ideas around it just builds you know like something somebody says you know you can then you know jump off that it's working with people to me is that that's my biggest inspiration yes bounce yeah. ideas yeah brainstorm but in terms of the city it's mm. like it's i recently moved house and um and I have a whole new subway, a whole new subway train. And like it's, you know, there's something about that, that something about this city that's so unique. Like there's just there's a pace and an energy mm -hmm. uh, of people like I just love that, you know, New York. There's just people from all over the world here. That is to me something that makes New York so special is mm. that. It's full of character and personality and individuals. You know, I, I think that's that's super inspiring. Yeah. Oh, I love New York, um, especially in the spring. New York in the spring. Yeah, absolutely. Delightful. You feel like things are possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the winter is mm -hmm. over. Humans weren't meant to live like this. <laughs> I love the winter, too, though. I love a snow day. <laughs> a New York snow day is nice. Yeah. Um, we've been asking all of our guests this. What's some advice you'd give your younger self? I think... And advice I would give to my younger self or for, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone studying fashion or dreaming about mm -hmm. studying fashion is, you know, you've really got to stay true to your instinct. You know, fashion is about doing something new, having a, a unique point of view. I think it's not about pleasing everyone. It's about having your own unique point of view, standing up for what you believe in. Mm. I think there's a real power in that. Beautiful. Um, we have some very fun audience questions uh, from social media, and they are a little random, so enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Um, if you could bring one cultural aspect of the UK to New York City, mm. what would it be? From Jonathan J.D. Bishop. Wow. Um, I mean, I've been working 23 years now, and I've only spent three of those in the UK. So wow. I'm, I, of course, I, I have family in the UK and I, I visit often. What would the one thing? I think there's a dry sense of humor <laughs> <laughs> yep. in the UK that I don't know whether that's a cultural thing. It definitely is. But um, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes miss that. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally feel yeah. you. Um I feel like my version of this one New York City thing that I, or one American thing I'd like yeah. to bring to the UK yeah. is I don't care for the way you all say schedule, <laughs> <laughs> schedule. <laughs> it's wrong and I don't like it. <laughs> so just if everybody in the UK is listening to me, mm -hmm. you know, just FYI, mm -hmm. it's how I feel about it. <laughs> okay, another question. 
from palm tree with a lot of ease in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are some tips and tricks you use for self-encouragement? Mm, that's a really good one. Okay, so I have this thing that I've learned over a number of years. When, I, when I'm trying something new and I get that anxious feeling, you know, that mm. feeling kind of inside that you're like, ooh, is... In your gut. Yeah, yes. in your gut. Like, I've learned that that's a signal that you might be creating something new, mm. that, you, that you have to, to kind trust of... Trust that feeling. Trust that feeling. So I use it as a signal that I might have hit on something new, that something like creatively I've had a breakthrough mm. and and I think it's that anxiety of newness that I think you've got to like capture and be like okay this is good mm. so it's kind of turning up yeah <laughs> I just run away from that feeling <laughs> or try to suppress it <laughs> that's really hard mm. but you're right it's definitely a sign but that... if you yeah if you turn it into a like a signal of like okay this this could be a breakthrough mm. then there's you can kind of accept it more and and enjoy it in a way. Yeah, oh, and enjoy it. What a thought. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, next question. What's your morning beauty regime? Uh, this is from Benjamin Seidler. That's my husband. Who may, you may know. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's very simple. It's very quick. I don't know why he asked that question. Um, love it, love uh, it. I've recently got into Ling products. Ooh. Yeah, really good. Really okay, enjoying okay. them. Uh, a bit of Estee Lauder, a bit of Clinique. Okay, okay. Um, but it's really fast, really simple. I love that. Yeah. As a gay designer, what do you do to support the LGBTQ community? From J.D. Bishop. Um, I th- I live my life, you know. Mm, I live my yes, life openly, live. Um, which I think is really important. Absolutely. Um, I I'm also very conscious that I'm, you know, I work in an in an industry that's, you know, very tolerant, very supportive mm. uh, of of me. Um, also in a city that it, that protects um, me in many ways and my community, um, and I'm conscious that a lot of people don't have that you know they don't have that in their life Mm. um you know i experienced a lot of difficult times growing up Mm. you know it means that where i have the opportunity to give people a voice to give people opportunities uh from my community i i really i really welcome that Mm. um question from Alyssa: describe the coach girl or woman in three words authentic american dreamer Ooh. Thank you so much for talking to us, Stuart. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of people who may not know all about the fashion world, but are going to be excited to check out what you are doing. Um, and for a lot of insiders who are like, ooh, how does he do it? Thank you very much. It's been really fun. Yeah, thank you. Hey, like what you hear? Well, discover more about the Coach Fam and what the brand is all about at coach.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, so to keep the conversation going about creativity this week, we're joined by special guests and siblings, Satchel and Jackson Lee. You may know them because their father is the iconic director, Spike Lee. And earlier this year, they all, all three of them, collaborated on a short film for Coach starring Michael B. Jordan. And the film is called Words Matter, and it's highlighting the importance of values like courage and inclusion. Um, love that family band, yes. Like their dad, they have a very 
intentional approach to creativity. They're not just trying to tell an interesting story, but to also create real change and real conversation. So we're very excited to hear them talk about creativity and how they work. We asked Satchel and Jackson to interview each other, and I'm very excited for y'all to take a listen. This is what happens when you put a sister and brother in a studio together and turn on the mics. Hi, my name is Satchel Lee. I'm 24 years old, and I am the creative director of Drome, which is a queer art and fashion magazine. I also freelance, write, and direct, and do other things. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jackson Lee. I'm 22 years old. I'm a shoe designer. Designed three shoes for Brand Jordan, and I'm also a film director. And we're about to interview each other for the very first time. I don't think we've ever done this before. We got a hat full of questions here, random questions. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick one in one and go through it. Cool. I'm going to pick first. All right. Let's here get I to go. know each other, you know. Let's get deep. Mm. What sparks your creativity? I think living in New York, there's so much, like, inspiration. I think every, like, street is a runway. Everyone is their own creative director managing their own brand that they take very seriously. So I think just growing up in New York from the people, um, the buildings, like the culture, everything, and also a lot from the past. I think I take a lot of inspiration from like Basquiat, Warhol, Gordon Parks, those types. Also a lot of music. and mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Where do you see yourself in 10 years time? Um, That's a good one. I like that one. I'm 24 now. I feel Jesus. like in... 10 years. I like this question because I think there are a lot of things here, right? I think typically we think about like money, we think about like status, we think about success, but I feel like recently, and not necessarily just like recently, but I think that there's like a whole emotional like arc that I'm trying to take where I just really want to be like in tuned with myself and who I am as a person and the way that I relate to other people. I think that I've done a lot of work to allow myself to be more vulnerable now than I have been before, and I think that comes with just, like, growing up anyway. But I hope in 10 years, I just i am more fully integrated as a person, (laughs) that, like, I, like, trust myself more, and that... Artistically or just in every sense? In every sense. I think it's about just, like, kind of getting to the core. And also, like, you're 30. Nobody cares. I just, I want to be, like, a, a, a better version of myself. Also, like, I'm going to grad school at some point. You know, I will continue to do all of my creative work as well. So but you I are just, going to grad school? Yeah, I think so. I mean, probably, what year, what is it, 2019? Probably, like, 2020 next year, or 21. Um, you know, if you wait a little bit, we could go together. I, we don't need to do that. We could be study buddies. Uh, and we don't need to do that. All right, your turn. All right. Don't give me the politician answer on this one. Okay. Name three people who inspire you and why. So, first on the list, Jean-Michel Basquiat. I think that he as a person was more free than many, many, many people on this earth have achieved. I think part of freedom is being free to not care like what other people think, what other people think, or what the status quo is. But I think he's a true soul. That was my first person. My next people, I think, were our mom and dad. 
And they inspire me because on their own, they're two of the most incredible people. Her mother is a lawyer, author, producer, and raised us and did an amazing job. Um, Our father, obviously, an amazing director, amazing writer, not such an amazing actor, but he tries. Um, I like him as an actor. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I just can't. It's a different type of performance. It's not if you're looking for, like, realistic, like, heavy, deep, you're not going to find it. Yeah, no. But I think he's charming. Yeah, no, I think he's charming. But, um, no, but seeing them just on their own, I think, is inspiring. But also seeing them come together, I think, is amazing for us both to watch and shows us, like, how a marriage should run. All right, you pick a question. What's one of the words that describes our brother-sister relationship? That's interesting. But I think we're very different. (laughs) Yeah. I just want everyone to hear this. You know, whenever I'm on a phone call with my sister and I say, all right, bye, love you, she has never, ever, ever said love you back to me. Well, you're not alone in that, so I don't think you should take it personally. Um, I just wanted everyone to hear that, just for the record. Okay. Yeah. But that's just like, I don't know, that's how I am. But again, right, talking about growth, this is like the vulnerability thing that I'm actively working on. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I also try to explain to people that like don't take it personally and they're like, why is your sister's like, why is she so mean to me? And it's like, don't take it personally, that's just how she is. Exactly. Yeah. Why are you pressed? Yeah. Um, the Words Matter film we collaborated on with Coach encourages inclusion, optimism, and courage. Why are these values especially important today? Uh, well, I think that they are important because inclusion is important because I think that we can get very narrow-minded um, a lot of the time and we can kind of put ourselves in a bubble, but you only benefit from having people around you who like have different um, opinions and thoughts and viewpoints. But anyway, um, optimism I'm a Sagittarius, so, like, optimism is, like, my, like, bread and butter, basically. Like, what other choice? Really? Yeah. Do you not feel that from me? No. No, I'm, like, the most optimistic person I know. Because what else is going to happen? True, true. What else? Yeah. Literally, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And then courage. Courage is really hard. I think it's really, it takes a lot of work to be courageous. And I think... But here's the thing about just like everything in life, a little tip. You can do anything as long as you practice and practice. You need to you need to practice being courageous. It's not easy. It's not something that comes naturally. And I think this is a big another myth that we've heard about life is that all of these things are just supposed to come naturally. But that's not true. It takes a lot of work, you know, and it takes experience. So to be courageous, you know, it's not easy. And you might be concerned about what other people think about you. It takes practice. It takes just faith in yourself. You know, these are all good words that we should all try to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the last question for you. What is your dream? Uh, my dream is to achieve happiness. I think that's something that people should focus on more is like achieving true happiness. But also, my dream is to achieve, is to create a creative agency and to create a 
legacy that will outlast me and also that will build off of the amazing legacy and groundwork that our family and ancestors have made for us like you said we come from an amazing family on both sides so making both of making all of them proud and building up off of that also when i die i want like, the day named after me you know what i mean no like jackson lewis lee day no it's like a holiday no okay. school nice yeah i i hear what you say about happiness and i think that's true but what i will say too is that um i don't think happiness is a place it's not like nirvana and i feel like sometimes we can get caught up in just trying to get to that place where we'll eventually be happy like one day i'll be happy or if i get this i'll be happy yeah yeah i agree but i think that everything is a process and so there's a lot to enjoy just even in every day that it's a good day it's a good day enjoy every day that's a good thing to end on i think Cool. This was so much fun. I've learned so much about you and all of your business plans. I have plans for world domination. Yeah, no, yeah. this was great. We should interview each other more often. Yeah, maybe they'll give us a spinoff. Yeah, and Coach, you know where to call us. Jackson and Satchel, thank you for joining us. You both have such interesting perspectives to share. Um, I love your spirit, your vibes, as the children might say. Dream It Real is a collaboration between Coach, Pineapple Street Media, young people across the country, and me. The show is brought to you by Coach as a part of their Dream It Real initiative, all about supporting the next generation and their dreams for the future. To learn more, head to coach.com slash dreamitreal. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your mom, tell your grandma. Make sure to rate and subscribe to Dream It Real on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week for the final episode of season one.